This is the Tom Writes and Rolls podcast. I'm Tom, a martial artist and writer at heart, coming to you from the inland northwestern state of Idaho. This program and the companion blog of the same name are focused around helping white and blue belts on their path of learning jiu-jitsu. I share my experiences, the helpful things I've learned along the way, the bumps, the bruises, the successes and failures, serious moments, and the many times I've just had to laugh at myself and keep moving forward. So come in, step on the mat, and let's get to it. Honestly expressing yourself. Now, it is very difficult to do. I mean, it is easy for me to put on a show and be cocky yeah. and be flooded with a cocky feeling and then yeah. feel like pretty cool and all that. Or I can f- make all kinds of phony things, you see what I mean? Blinded by it. Or I can show you some f- really fancy movement. But to express oneself honestly, not lying to oneself, and to express myself honestly, not that, my friend, is <laughs> very hard to do. That, of course, is Bruce Lee, the man himself. Um, that's one of my favorite quotes. I love that quote. Oh, man, we are back. So didn't want to wait uh, too long to uh, have another podcast out there. And I do mean we, because I am joined once again with Jen, the bluebell. Hello, my, yeah, there you, here she is. <laughs> so uh, the last the, the last podcast, we had a two parter and the response was um, pretty awesome. And, uh, you know, Jen did an amazing job. And so I wanted to bring her back and, and um, hopefully we can make her a permanent part of this <laughs> podcast. Thank you. It's a lot easier to talk with someone else there. <laughs> than just talking to myself. Um, but yeah, and then in the background, you'll probably hear our dog, Miss Lily again, because we are in uh you know, the rights and roles central kitchen and dining room area. So there we it's got pretty that official. Going. It's pretty official. Yeah, pretty good. So uh, this might be a two-parter. This might not. It just depends on how long uh, the conversation goes. But uh, we just got done with a three-hour workshop um, with Professor Shane down at the Rain Academy. We were covering guard passing and guard passing concepts and stuff. And we had, it was awesome. We had it was eight, awesome. Yeah eight people there. So four pairs, uh, working together and, uh, just lots of reps and going over a bunch of different concepts as far as passing and, and, you know, not trying to force one particular pass, but adapting and moving on to another one. If, if they give you a certain, you know, um, energy or resistance. So pretty good stuff. I loved it. Being like water. That's right. Be like Don't water. Don't go through, go around. <laughs> I didn't put the water quote, but yeah, exactly. Be <laughs> like water. I love that quote. Maybe I should play that one. Um, we're going to start with, how reasons change. So when we start for jujitsu, when we, when we go in, sign up for that trial class, our reasons for going in that first time and our reasons for training, maybe the first year or two are going to change compared to the reasons that we stay in the Mm -hmm. Academy. Um, when I started, um, I was going through a, a fairly rough time in my life, um, pretty dark, and I had been hearing a lot um, about jujitsu. And being a kid who's been in martial arts since he was six, you know, I wanted to take up um, martial arts again and, and learn a new art. And uh, jujitsu uh, felt like the right path. And so I wanted to get in. That was my reason. I wanted to learn another martial art. And, you know, I was really focused on the self-defense side of it, but, um, that started to change. You know, my, my interest for jujitsu as far as solely self-defense started to evolve. 
Um, I when I first started, um, even Professor Shane could could attest to this. Um, I was not interested in competing at all. I was like, really? no, yeah, no, wow. zero interest. I was like, I'm just here for self-defense, just protect my kids, you know, <laughs> and uh, which is a good, I mean, that's a noble thing mm -hmm. to know how to defend yourself, to defend your loved ones. Um, but I had no interest. I, I was like, really? Nah. And, and then fast forward <gasps> five months <laughs> and that reason started to change and I competed in my first tournament. Um, and uh, my reasons for staying around are definitely far different than than when I started. Mm -hmm. You know, the self I mean, once you get to blue belt, if you continue on on a self defense aspect, if you train and you don't let that stuff go, you'll be able to, by and large, handle yourself in a street altercation. If God forbid you go to the ground, mm -hmm. I mean, you always want to try and avoid a fight in the first place, right. de-escalate, you know, bug out of there, really try and avoid the fight because going to the ground is, is very, very risky, mm -hmm. but you do know quite enough if you've put in two years time by the time you're blue belt to really handle yourself. <clears throat> and, uh, so there was that. So, I mean, five and a half years in, I mean, mm -hmm. really the, the, the self-defense thing is always in the back of my mind, but it's not the reason, right. you know, I, I've continued, you know, my goals change, you know, I've, uh, you know, got the overarching long-term bug. Um, when I was a kid, I, I wanted to be a martial arts instructor, came by it honestly, um, you know, being in martial arts since I was six, um, my dad became my instructor after a while because um, the whole family kind of got into it. Mm -hmm. So my mom, my dad, my sister, <clears throat> and then eventually, you know, dad got his black belt and uh, he opened his own school. So then I became, you know, his student with all these other students. Um, and I always came by that honestly, like helping other people out, showing them how the technique was done. And I always had that drive in me. Um, you know, we go down life's paths, things happen, you get married, you have kids, you got all this, and all those, like those kind of things kind of fade away sometimes. And, um, you know, wanted to write, wanted to be a martial art instructor and, and, uh, fast forward all those years later. And here I am full circle, full circle <laughs> doing that stuff. You know, I, yeah. I, my, my overall, you know, thing, even if I don't have like my own Academy, um, or like going full time, Mm -hmm. My goal is to be a teacher in jujitsu. You, you know? happen to be good at it. I, 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 I'm not too bad. I'm okay. <laughs> you know, I, I understand concepts and I can see things, which is neat. I can, I can see how things piece together and, and, uh, you know, um, kind of help, you know, with my teammates when they're, when they're rolling saying, okay, this is where this went down and this is how your game deteriorated and how, you know, your partner, Bob, like, got the upper hand. Now mm -hmm. we have to do this. So I'm, I'm better at that. Um, but, uh, than I used to be, but you know, that, that's that overarching goal. Yeah. I love the self-defense part of it. I love, um, the competition part of it. Um, you know, that was a trial and error and that reason changed for a while. There was, there was a time and we'll probably talk about another podcast, but, um, <laughs> there was a time during the COVID thing when, when I got it and mm -hmm. I was done mentally, yeah. I did not think that I would be able to handle, the mental load of, of yeah. competing anymore. And I was, I was 
walking away from competition just like i'm done oh i remember yeah yeah it was so, not fun <laughs> so we'll we'll get into that another time but like i still wanted jujitsu and yeah. so you know now with those goals it's it's wanting to compete for the sake of my team and my students yes i want to win if at all possible i want to compete and continue my game but that's all for the purpose of teaching and being a better instructor mm -hmm. you know so so what I'm trying to say is, is the fact that, you know, just cause you got in for one particular reason, if that reason fades, like there's going to be other reasons to mm -hmm. keep on going. Definitely. You know, um, we had briefly talked about that last time with you, as far as your re reasons for getting into the martial arts, you know, you had, um, your friend who had introduced you to jujitsu, you know, what, 10 years mm -hmm. before you even joined the team. Um, and so, you know, yeah, once you, what was your reasons for getting in brush back up on that and why, why do you do it now? Why, yeah. why do you continue? So yeah, about 10 years or so ago, a friend of one of my best friends, Corey, she, um, her whole family had done it. They can, her kids competed, her husband competed and everything. And I just was really interested. I would, you know, ask questions all the time and she would she would tell me about it i still really didn't like fundamentally know what jujitsu was all about but i thought it was like really interesting just hearing about it from her and um so i when the opportunity presented to my presented to me you know you had told me you know we had worked together and stuff and you would come in buzzing about um you know jujitsu and competing and, and all this stuff and um you had gotten your blue belt and so you were excited about it. And so that like, it kind of got me thinking about maybe trying it out. And, and, uh, at that, around that time I had like gone through my divorce and, um, I was like, you know, in a way, you know, you hear a lot about people going through a divorce, like that they, like the whole world kind of, it feels like their whole world is like opening up in a way, like you have, you know, you can really go any direction you want to go. Um, and so I was like, I was thinking of, you know, trying it out just like to say that I did, you know, check it out. And like, it may be an avenue for me to, you know, really stress. It could be an avenue for self-defense and protection of now my household being just my son and I. And um, so I was, I was just really excited to try this new thing and, you know, I kind of went headfirst into it first day in. Um, I think you and Professor Shane were probably very shocked that I was like, all right, here, here's like, you know, um, you know, all this money I, I paid for an entire year and, you know, got my key. And um, I was like, all right, if I'm going to do this, like I better just do it. Yeah. <laughs> so All in. Yeah, all in. All the chips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I – it was really kind of just, of course, I was still planning on it just being a hobby. I had, I had no idea really the, what the competing aspect would be. And at the very beginning, I was just like, I'm just putting my toes in the water. Like, I'm not even going to worry about any of that garbage. <laughs> so true. Um, so yeah, so it's like kind of a, just a new avenue of um, a hobby to check out. And so that's kind of what I started out doing. Now it's more of, um, you know, stress relief. It's, it's time away from the home. It's, you know, I work from home, you know, we have our kids here. And so 
when I decided to get back into it, um, over the last, like, was it like three months now or so? Um, it's really dedicating some time to just me. And, um, I think that's something that jujitsu is so good about is it's really like me against me all the time. I'm focusing on, you know, my game and, you know, all the aspects of like my mental status, (laughs) sometimes it's, you know, we all struggle with things. So, um, it's really, you know, fighting through that and just making yourself stronger. So it's a, it's a mental game. And I think for me, it's like stress relief. It's, um, me time. It's getting a good workout in, you know, since I started jujitsu, I've, um, I mean, even from the beginning, it's like you, you figure out how strong you can be and like you get, you can, you can get pretty toned from it, which is, you know, kind of a bonus, <laughs> but, um, so it's, you know, it's a nice sweat. It's a, um, self-defense is always a good, good thing to think about, but, um, I, like I talked about last time, I really liked the self-defense class yeah. specific to self-defense. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, intertwined with a lot of jujitsu. But, um, but yeah, you know, being in it, you know, handful of years now, it's like, yeah, if, if you were up against somebody who had no jujitsu skills whatsoever, like you could control somebody until, you know, you got help or something like that. Yeah. Or you could put them to sleep, but you know, let's hope <laughs> you never hope that's what needs to happen. <laughs> Hush, little baby, you don't say a word. The police will be here really soon. Hopefully, I know that doesn't rhyme, but whatever. <laughs> it's good, right? And I mean, come on, you got to admit, it's kind of feels pretty awesome to be able to hold your own against some, you know, other guys and whatnot in the gym when they're trying to submit you and you're oh, like, yeah. no factor. Well, and it's, <laughs> I think it's so much that mental toughness because yeah. on any given day, like most people can overpower me easily, but that's the best part about jujitsu is it's so much more about um, leverage and mm-hmm. like, like we talked about earlier, being water, like going around these immovable objects that like, it's, it's just figuring out how to do that. And it's a different kind of, you know, mental game to it figure is. that out. So, yeah. yeah. With that, I mean, it, but it does feel good. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I, uh, I found this quote the other day and I shared it. I can't remember where I was from. Um, what, what, uh, Instagram page, um, Oh, I think it was the gospel grappler or something, Mm -hmm. but he said, uh, jujitsu is like chess. It's a battle of the brains. It's a fight to try to outsmart one another. This is why we complain about people being strong. It's much easier to give credit to their strength than it is to admit you got outsmarted. Mm -hmm. Whether you like it or not, rolling is ultimately a test to see who knows more. Where do people go to learn more? They go to class. Mm -hmm. Um, and where I was going with that is kind of what, what Shane was saying earlier is, is the fact that you really, you know, there's people that are stronger than you, things like that. And they can try and force something mm-hmm. to happen in jujitsu, but it's a chess match. It's like, oh, cool. So you just totally like went full throttle. Yeah, you passed the guard, but it was like a dumpster fire as far as <laughs> techniques concerned. And you didn't outsmart me. You just outmuscled me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And that kind of comes into like honestly expressing yourself because there's, there's two ways you can do that. You can um, use that as like an ego crutch mm-hmm. or like, like we were talking about in the last episode, you can use those things to be like, okay, how do I get better at outsmarting this guy who's stronger yep. than me? You know, because mm-hmm. jujitsu is hard, like it, it or not. It um, really is. It really is hard. Anybody who says it's not hard is lying. Yeah. Or is like a, a you know, NC double A highest of the best of the best of the best with honors wrestler who's just gotten into <laughs> it, or like a you know like a, a I, judo black belt who's been competing all his life. Even then, you know, I don't. Even think, then, yeah. yeah, it's like, no, it's 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 hard. You know, it is. It, yeah, it's it's mentally taxing and physically taxing, and yeah. sometimes the mental, you know exhaustion takes over yeah and that's i think a lot of things that i think that's one thing a lot of people aren't prepared for is the you know the mental exhaustion that you get because yeah it's you're rolling around and you're you know you're panting or you know whatever sweating and um your muscles get tired and stuff but sometimes you can still if you're mentally strong you can just keep going Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, and we find that we talked, I think we found that, we talked about that last time about fighting the quitter. Oh, yeah. But that's where that hard part comes in. And if you don't have that mental toughness, you'll find yourself tapping sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when we were, we were doing a classic um, pressure pass, a double under um, pass day is one of the things we were working. And, you know, that if applied correctly and someone's not used to that pressure, that can make someone tap. Oh yeah, absolutely. Granted, the more time we put in and things like that, you know, we'll endure it because we know eventually they're going to pass, but that's the type of mental toughness. And then you're under a different type of pressure (laughs) when they're in, you know, have you inside control. That's right. (laughs) It's like, it just went from bad to bad bad. (laughs) (laughs) to also bad. Like, this is just great. a different kind of bad. Yeah. But yeah, it's 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 such a hard art, um, especially that mentally taxing side of things. Yeah. You know, you've got to keep going because, you know, you're in the thick of it. And depending on like if you're in a competition or if you're even rolling in the academy, but there's a different rule set, you know, say it is um you know, we are starting from the worst position possible mm-hmm. and you only have two minutes before the bell because it's just a two minute round. Mm-hmm. So it's meant to have a higher tempo. There's meant to be a sense of urgency. There's meant to be certain things heightened because of all those parameters. And then you have to stay mentally strong because you have to be able to think clearly. Mm-hmm. And if you can't think clearly in those bad, bad positions, you're already losing and oh, you're yeah. already dying. Yeah. You know, um, was it, uh, uh, um, Hibero says about, you know, uh, basically you get tired and then you, you eventually die because mm-hmm. if you can't breathe and, you, and you're not slowing down, I, I know I murdered the, uh, the quote and there's a few people who like know this quote exactly. <laughs> they're this like, thing, they're like, Tom, Tom, you totally, but I'm not going to like run to my jujitsu university book and, and read because <laughs> it'll be awkward. You'll hear my footsteps running down to the living room and stuff, and, but it's hard, you know, um, we've both experienced it in a handful oh, yeah. of different ways. Um, on well, the- and two minutes on paper looks so little mm-hmm. and then you're actually when you're actually rolling 
there are times when it feels like so long. Yeah. Just you're dying, even though, even now, like most, you know, we typically roll around three minutes or so at a time, but two minutes, if you're being like suffocated, essentially, Mm -hmm. um, you can still breathe, but like, if you feel like you're dying, it's going to feel like a long time. (laughs) Yes. Big, big time. Yeah. (laughs) Like there's a, a wet ghee draped over your face, you know, and it feels like you're being smothered because you kind of are. It's, it's, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, you're trying to like, like for me, um, I was claustrophobic as a kid. Um, and so I still think there's some of that there. Mm. And when within the first year of jujitsu, that came out of me fast. Like, yeah. I mean, and not like came out of me as far as a, a, uh, I got used to it. No, it came out like it was blossoming. Like, oh my God, I, I am freaking <laughs> out here because you've got someone who knows how to apply a mount and you're gassed already oh, and you're yeah. trying to breathe and their chest is in your face. Like you get that claustrophobic feeling oh, and yeah. like, and, and then it there feels extra fabric. And, oh yeah. Oh. It's, it's terrible. Yeah. Uh, there was a tournament. Um, I've got a picture of it. Uh, and I am inverted kind of upside down cause this guy's really smashing me, mm-hmm. but it was so dark in there. It was so dark <laughs> and like the like, pressure was, the dark. <laughs> I was like, eh, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. <laughs> But like, it was so dark and, and the pressure was so immense and, uh, my teammates were around the ring and I remember I'm, I'm holding on as hard as I can because I'm trying, he's not really completing the pass. He's just kind of holding me there. Like he doesn't know what to do. And I'm like starting to lose oxygen. Like I can feel my lungs, like not like contract as much. The pressure's just heavy. And my friends, even, uh, some of the team members are not even there anymore, but they saw me, my hand was out and like along his thigh or something. And they saw my hand pop out like this in preparation to tap. And I was just holding the line as bad as I could, you know, as, as hard as it was, cause it was, it was a nightmare. And then I wish I would have had video of this because like, even my friend said, uh, the teammates at the time, they're like, like, as soon as your head could pop out, it was like, you were stuck in like <laughs> sand, like, <laughs> oh God. And this was like my third tournament or fourth tournament. So I had already competed eight to 12 times, somewhere in there by that time. Like it was probably around eight, eight times that I competed already as far as like actual matches Mm -hmm. um, because I did most of the grappling industry matches. So I think that was my second one. So yeah, somewhere around the eight, that was Mm -hmm. like match number eight total. Yeah. So you'd think you'd be used to it, but this guy was like slightly taller than me and yeah, it was miserable. I mean, and it brings that out of you. You've got to have and harness and forge that yeah. mental toughness yeah. to like push yourself to where you know the limit is. And yeah. that's where we have the tap. We have the tap for a reason. Yeah. Anybody like on a local tournament, <laughs> if you go out on your shield being, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm of mixed up, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's like, it's a local tournament. It's not the world's. So like, you don't need to go to go to sleep at that tournament. Like that's why we have safeties involved and we have tapping and stuff like that. Just, they got you, you don't need to prove a point, but like, yeah, like, so it's, it's still I really wish I would have seen like a slow-mo version of that. (laughs) That would have been epic. Yeah. Right. Just think of like when Wesley is pulling himself out of the sands with buttercup, you know, with that just, like that like eyes big old just like it's kind of like that face was just like 
beat red and just I'm invert. So all the blood is rushing in and, you know, but it's hard. But then you have the equivalent of that mentally at the academy. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a whole nother mental and physical thing on the competition side. But then you have the day in and day out where you might not be training like hard as can be, mm-hmm. right? You're, you're, you're just training, you're putting in the time and it's just the taxing of it. You're trying to improve a certain part of your game or there's something you're just not getting. Mm-hmm. And that is a whole nother level of mental toughness because you're struggling. You're yeah. not getting it. Like the professor's like, no, you're going to get this. Just, just keep at it. Like you've got the concept, like, you know, it, we're going to have to practice on this thing. And you're just like, I should be getting this by now. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it's even that. And I know you've had um, yeah. those experiences as well. Oh, on yeah. That side. Yeah, definitely. It's, you get so frustrated with yourself. It's like, you're not even looking at the guy next to you. Like they're, they're figuring it out. Why am I not? It's just that you, you know, have this expectation of yourself, like, come on. Right. <laughs> like you cannot force yourself to get it. It's so frustrating. Yeah, it is. That That is the most frustrating piece in the entire, oh, I don't say in the entire journey, but it is. Um, because you've got your teammates and they're getting things that you should be getting. Mm-hmm. They may have been on the mat less time than you. Yeah. And they start surpassing you because they're able to get something or maybe they're actually training more often than you know about or whatnot, but, but they're just able to, that part of their game is progressing mm-hmm. and you're stuck there. I'm like, what do I do here? Mm-hmm. You know, and you just day in and day out and, you know, and that, that is a mental toughness that you have to acquire because with jujitsu being hard, the deadly trap then becomes comparing yourself to others. With comparing yourself to others, that's where you can really get into a rut. Absolutely. And and with that rut, it just gets worse. Yeah. And just it just it's it's this negative feedback loop mm-hmm. of comparing yourself to others. You know, um, one of the reader comments we were going to actually get into, um, she had talked about that a little bit too, and I was trying to like let her know the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you see that happening. You see someone who, you know, gets their blue belt before you do mm-hmm. or gets a stride before you do, you know, some sort of promotion, they are making strides. And if you're comparing yourself to them, you're gonna have a bad day. Yeah. <laughs> like, and another bad day. And another yeah, bad day. Every bad day because, yeah. because, well, Shane explained it this way. And I thought it was really, really good because we really try at the academy to have, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats type of, you know, mindset. And there is truth in the fact that like when you're, and I think I mentioned this is one of the podcasts earlier, but when you're training with everybody and everyone is getting better, like y- you have a really hard time gauging your own skill level because everyone's game yeah. is getting up. You know, Shane and I were texting before we started recording the podcast and uh, we were talking about the seminar or the workshop that we did and or that he did. Sorry, I participated. Mm-hmm. Um, we did. I taught it too. No, <laughs> I was the dummy that he folded in half multiple yeah. times. Um, but, uh, you know, I was, I was mentioning how um, guard passing for me is something that I constantly 
want to get better at mm -hmm. because you, Malachi, all these team members, you start to learn how I'm passing because yeah. I focused on guard passing so much for a long while I was a blue belt. I got really good at that. You know, I would say really good at, you know, for you, yeah. for me, yeah. you know, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately I was not able to implement that guard passing badassery in a tournament, but, <laughs> but I got good at understanding that being able to switch around and, and now that, a lot of you guys have, you know, you guys, your game continues to go up. It feels like my guard passing is getting worse, mm -hmm. but that's not the truth. Right. It's the fact that we're continually growing. The tide continues to rise as far as the excellence that we're going for. And you guys, okay, we know that if I go here, Tom's going to try and go that way. So I'm going <laughs> to flip the script on him and I'm just like, <laughs> so that forces me then to learn more. Yeah. You know, I need to, okay, I, I now have four, five, six different ways to pass. Cool. I need to have 10 to 15, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I need to like really get, get that up there. So that way they don't know what's coming, you know, whether I'm on my knees passing or if I'm, um, I really like to stand up, you know, I got that honestly from Shane as far as, cause he likes to pass standing up, but you know, it's advantageous. So I do a lot of the times I'm, I'm breaking guard, I'm standing up and I'm moving, which allows me more maneuverability, but you guys know. Like you're really good at that. You're really good at regarding. You're really good at crossing over, putting your foot down, and, and just you know, regarding being right there. And I'm like, I'm gonna have to make her cry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to pull a white belt card and just force her down <laughs> instead of being that chest move. So yeah, you know, comparing yourself is is such a a bad way to go when you're comparing yourself to other people. And you mentioned this perfectly earlier. It really is you versus you. It is right. Yeah. Because you can't sit there and look at someone who's training, you know, four times a week and you're training twice. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. You've got to be, you've got to be content <clears throat> with the choice you've made and how you're going to train. Yeah. If you know that you can only give two days a week. I'm right, giving my best. Then yeah. you give your best those two days a week. Yeah. And then if someone who is another single mom and she's, you know, 33, but somehow with her life, she can train four days a week mm -hmm. right and she catches up quickly to your level and surpasses you like what does that matter mm -hmm. oh yeah it really doesn't matter like it that's her be happy for her she's your teammate yeah right mm -hmm. so cool be happy for her because that means she's going to help up the game of everybody including yourself absolutely you know mm -hmm. like i've gotten stressed with that i know i know you've we, we and that's the things we all fall into this comparison trap yeah you know we hurt our own feelings we hurt our own feelings that's actually me by the way that was tom yeah <laughs> that was me i've cried many times <laughs> not really but still possibly um <laughs> but yeah so so you get that and um you know i don't know why don't you talk about you for a second i'll, I'll take a break from that but... oh man i didn't ever think i was gonna get my chance <laughs> Just kidding. Shots fired. <laughs> no, yeah, it's it truly is like a you against you thing. It's if you do fall into that trap, you are just hurting your own feelings. It doesn't actually make you better. It just gets you, you know, upset at others, you know, your school even, and it just really doesn't help anything. Um, if you view it as a you against you, um, truly, that just means 
you're getting better than the day before. Correct. And um, you're learning, you're progressing. Like every single one of us has our own circumstances. We all have our own personal lives. We have our own athleticism, you know, our own experiences from, you know, you know, growing up that could play into how we approach our game. And so I, I know that for me, like I have to take a step back and think about that a lot. I'm like, I have to tell myself it's me against me. I am responsible for, you know, my training habits. I'm responsible for, you know, my attitude toward it. And, um, the more that I focus on just getting better myself, it's something to be more proud of. I think, you know, um, yeah, we've, we've talked before and I know professor Shane's, you know, used me as an example a lot as far as like where I came from, um, starting out where like, I really struggled. Like this was an incredibly hard sport for me to do. And, um, just like, pushing through all of that really is something that I am incredibly proud of, you yeah, know? And so Should be. it's like, I can't let that slide just by saying like, yeah, but I'm not as good as so-and-so, yeah. you know, I don't, you know, submit people as much as so-and-so like that is just a nasty trap that ends up actually making me worse. Yes. And so it's, I think it's something that we probably all deal with. We all mm-hmm. recognize that. And, but the more you um, focus on you, it's all it's going to do is make you yourself better. You yeah. Know? Yeah, for real. That's, I think that where people get lost in that is they, they don't look at that you versus you. They hear it and they're like, yeah. And they kind of treat it like lip service. Like, oh, are you better than you were yesterday? Are you better than you were last week? Well, it's like, well, okay. It's not, it's not a linear process. It's not, yeah. but it's like, okay, let's, let's take a specific thing here, right? With guard passing, right? Or being like stuck in side control, mm-hmm. right? Or being stuck in the mount, right? Okay, cool. Like one of the ways I, and it's a comparison to others, but it's not, Right. Tyson was on our team. You know Tyson. Yeah. Tyson's an absolute stud. If Tyson, if you're listening, we love you, buddy. Um, we hope we miss you. Is, yeah, we miss you. Um, but Tyson was a stud, right? He came from a wrestling pedigree, and he just got after it from day one. And so the way I compared me versus me was a litmus test versus Tyson in a role on how long I could keep my defense up before Tyson got me. Right. (laughs) And that, and that's, and that's not comparing myself to Tyson because I know it's a foregone conclusion. I'm going to give Tyson everything I can, but he's going to get me, you know, (laughs) (laughs) it's just going to happen. Right. Same thing with Shane. Shane's going to get me. You Mm -hmm. know, if we're, if we're just, you know, we're like, Hey, let's just do a full roll. Let's go for this. And we're not like experimenting. We're not playing around or something like it's just a matter of time. Yeah. So with with Tyson for a while, instead of comparing myself to Tyson, I was comparing myself to how long I could last the next time around. Right. You were gauging yeah. based on your I was gate and so I was yeah. trying to improve my defense mm-hmm. to be able to get my defense up to a, a specific level so that way I could try and turn the tide and be offensive. And by the time, you know, Tyson got to a pro belt and then I got to a pro belt um I think like a year after him, like 
we still had great roles between them. When mm-hmm. he was purple belt and I was blue belt and whatnot, we, we got to a point where we had some really good roles. We could flow together. We could really just kind of do these like great roles. But I knew it was just a matter of time if we really wanted to just mm-hmm. go for it. You know, he, we're, we're in different. We are teammates and in that we're equal, but skill level and where we are age wise and stuff, there's, there is no equality there. He's definitely got the superior skill. And so I would just judge myself based on that defense. And he kind of made a comment similar. So I, I kind of interpret it that way is the fact that like, you know, he would talk about my defense and he's just like, dude, you're like, defense is like, it, it's a pain in the ass, you know? <laughs> so he was gauging like, how, how quickly can I crack this nut of mm-hmm. Tom because his defense has gotten to this level. So again, it's him versus him yeah. because I'm presenting a specific problem to him that he has to learn how to gauge and how to like break down. Right. And so it's, it, it can be like that. So it, like you're saying, it doesn't have to be linear. It can be, okay, if you're stuck in mount, like, okay, cool. I get stuck in mount. Was I able to frame and at least hip escape to my side this time? And uh, my yeah. hand's going up right now. Don't panic. <laughs> right. Um, like not panic in that position. Yeah, exactly. I'm in full mount. The pressure's on. How long can I survive? Can I survive <laughs> yeah. before I start to panic? And that was a yeah. great you versus you thing because that was a thing for mm-hmm. you. Yeah. And you went like 30 seconds. And then 45 seconds and then a minute 15. And then I figured out how to escape it. That's right. And I worked hard at that. Yes, you did. <laughs> but that's the you versus you, right? You didn't yeah. care about like other people getting stripes. It yeah. was like, I survived Mount today. Yeah. I'm they, so proud of myself. Right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And that's that's that you versus you. And that's where um, you know, the people have to really focus. If you look at people, well, they're doing this and they're doing that, it's like, well, yeah, good for them. And also, like, we're not all able to go to the same classes. So Mm -hmm. there may be something that, you know, the person you're with, like, learns the class before that you weren't there for. Correct. And so I think that's part of the, um, that, like, boat analogy or whatever you just said. How Tide raises the boats. Yeah, exactly. So I like the you versus you in this, like, essentially a skill test. Yeah. Um, And that's, I think, kind of a different thing than a you versus you as far as, like, belts and Mm -hmm. stripes and stuff yeah you know i'm i'm now um the longest running member of rain academy you know i've been under shane for five and a half years i'm I'm the highest ranking besides shane and uh, of course (laughs) there's a couple belts difference (laughs) just a few just a few (laughs) and a handful of years difference (laughs) but you know i have to gauge myself on okay, am I understanding these concepts better than I did mm-hmm. you know, a week ago? Am I able to explain this to this blue belt, you know, this guard pass or the mechanics of how to escape someone's side control? Can I explain these things better and more clearly than I did last time? So am I, that's a you versus you thing because I'm trying to up my understanding level, again, for the goals of being a better teacher. So I have to constantly find those you versus you. I got to make, you know, myself better somehow, you know, Shane's presenting the information. It's up to me to integrate it. And, you know, I got off on a little rabbit trail, but where I was going with the whole being like content where, where you are, other people are going to put in private lessons. Mm-hmm. Other people are going to put in more time. Yeah. It's absolutely futile to compare yourself to them. Mm-hmm. Right? People are going to get concepts 
quicker than you are. That's going to happen. You know, there's blue belts now that could very well surpass me, mm-hmm. you know, and, and when they become blue belts and you know, go from there. That's our pupper Lily. There's Lily. She's <laughs> pushing a bone across the floor. <laughs> she's feeling like she's not getting attention. Yeah, she wants attention. So you just can't do that. You know, so what if someone got a stripe? So what if someone got a belt before you? Yes, it does sting the ego. It's going to happen. We have egos because our ego is there to tell us to do better. Mm-hmm. Like it really is. Like if we didn't have ego, we would not have a drive to make life easier or to make life better mm-hmm. at all. Like we wouldn't. Yeah, I think it's just like what we do with that. If you're, you get this kind of like feeling you're like, Oh, I didn't, you know, I didn't live up to that or, you know, whatever it is instead using that to like being so proud and happy for your teammates. hundred percent. I have this thing and I've tried to make it a thing at, at the Academy. And it, I don't know if it's quite caught on. It's like me trying to make fetch a thing. I don't know if it's, <laughs> it's ever going, going to happen, <laughs> but I try and, um, it's called make me better. Thanks for listening today. If you enjoyed this podcast and what I'm doing here, then the highest vote of confidence and compliment I could receive would be to have you like, subscribe, and share this podcast to those along the path of jujitsu who may benefit from it. Hit me up on social and show some love there. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Tom Writes and Rolls. I'm more active on Instagram than Facebook. And the companion blog is found at the same name, TomWritesAndRolls.com. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you on the mats. Thank you.